G'day, g'day, g'day. Um, it might be a bit of noise in the background, and I do apologise for that. He says while clacking and clicking away on the computer, which is probably going to make noise in a second. Um, but just try and zone it out and just ignore it. But this is well overdue. Like, this is the mental health season, right? And I was gone for a while because I was in hospital, which everybody knows now because I made a whole episode on that. But we really need to get back to mental health and the issues surrounding it and the stigmas surrounding it. Because currently in the world with the global pandemic that's now lasted coming up to um, two years and possibly will last for three to four years, everybody's mental health is shocking. It's all gone down the drain. And the sad point is that there's so many sick people in hospital at the moment with COVID that mental health issues are being cast aside and ignored or, I'm sorry, we don't have space to take you in you know, that kind of thing, which is really unfortunate. But there's a lot of misinformation out there as well. And I'll just quickly go over some misinformation that I came across uh, yesterday while scrolling through TikTok, (laughs) which, you know, you get lost on that app and then an hour's gone, then two hours, I digress, moving on. So, this guy was making a video um, having a whinge at the Victorian Premier, Daniel Andrews, about increasing suicides um, for the lockdown period. And he was like, that's an 80% increase. And he quoted like 800 suicides. Okay, could we fact check that, please? 800 over, let's just say two years, just for argument's sake because it's been over the last two-year period. But it's not quite a full two years. 800. Hmm. Okay, so we fact-checked this. Now, on average, in Australia, we have about 3,000 to 3,300 suicides per year. But for the last three years, that number has been pretty stable. And that's a horrible number to stabilise on. 3,000 plus needless deaths is it's not okay like that's 3,000 people who have chosen that death is easier than living and I can attest to that because there has been quite a few points in my life that I've been like I don't want to live anymore I just want to end it all, and I have attempted, and I have failed. And now I'm here boring the shit out of all of you on a podcast. So, I shouldn't laugh about that, but if I don't laugh about it, I'm just going to be depressed. So you'll excuse me if every now and then through this I make a derogatory comment about myself and then laugh about it, because that's just my way of coping. That is one of my coping mechanisms, is to make fun of myself. But yes, the number has kind of stabilised around the 3,000 mark. And this guy's like, 800 deaths 
Andrews, you should be ashamed of yourself. If you look at the stats for this year, there's been about mm, 2,000 or so, and that cannot be attributed just, I'm sure some of it is, but that cannot be attributed to just lockdown. I get it. Lockdown's hard. It's fucked all our mental health. But dude, stop spreading lies. There has been no significant increase in suicides. You're just pissed off that you've had to lay people off your work site because they refuse to get vaccinated. So you're just going to spread misinformation and that's harmful. And then there's also the misinformation coming out of America where they're saying that we're currently in police states. The army's coming in and forcing people to get vaccinated. We have concentration camps where we send people. Like, do you know how ridiculous this sounds, America? Like, what is wrong with you, man? I wish it was just one person saying this, just one crackpot on the internet just (laughs) spreading blatant misinformation, but it's not. There's quite a few. And they're holding protests about it. All these people who have never been to Australia, who haven't seen what's going on here, are holding protests about it. Free Australia. They're all in trouble. Oh, my God. You know what we're in trouble from? Dying from COVID. And on that note, guys, get vaccinated, please. I really want to get vaccinated, but because I've been in hospital and I'm on treatment for what happened, I can't. I can't get vaccinated. Until a couple of weeks after treatment has ceased. And I find that honestly really depressing because I want nothing more than to do my part and get vaccinated. But I'm not allowed. And it's upsetting. Now, I have nothing against anti-vaxxers. Like, everybody's free to make their own decision. I fully believe that. If you don't want to be vaccinated, don't get vaccinated. No one's forcing you to get vaccinated. But there is a caveat to this. But you have to live with the consequences of your decision. And you might be like, Why should there be consequences? Because you are a risk of spreading a deadly virus. And yes, when you've been vaccinated, you can catch the virus. But the whole point of a vaccination is that it lessens the side effects that you're going to get from catching that virus there's more chance that you will not end up in hospital and you will not die. It's not a 0% chance because in some cases it happens. But it significantly lessens the chance of that happening. Anyway, I've, I've gone on about that way too long. Let's get back to the topic at hand, mental health. So while I was in hospital at the moment... This whole rant was about COVID because it comes down to COVID. At the moment, we can't have visitors. 
but yeah, I can't, I can't, I can't claim I was alone because I had nurses in my room every oh, hour or so. But that's not the same as having friends or family come and visit for a little bit. Yeah, it's it's a form of company, and yeah, I'm a smartass, and yeah, we joke and we laugh. But it's just not the same. And my mental health took a massive hit. Even my regular medications weren't cutting it. They weren't helping at all. I was a depressed mess. And it just got worse because I was in there for three weeks. It just it it just got worse. My mental state deteriorated and deteriorated to the point where I was making trigger warning here about taking your own life again um i was making suicide jokes and the nurses were like um is this serious do do we need to report this and i was like no it's fine i really don't need to be on psychiatric watch (laughs) probably should have been but So that really affected my mental health. I was a basket case. I I had no one to talk to other than nurses. And the thing is, they're there to do a job. They're not there to be your friend, even if they're nice and you get along well and, yeah, you're friendly, but they're there to do a job. So I really I didn't have many people to talk to just in that friend context. Except for Dylan. I love that boy to death. He, he is so talented and he does amazing cosplay. And yeah, while we may not be geographically located in the same place talking to him is fun and helpful for my mental state I mean he's a total smart ass sometimes but I mean I am too so you you attract the same energy I I guess <laughs> But yeah, so I think Dylan was my one saving grace being stuck in the hospital. And I'm I'm pretty sure I annoyed the absolute shit out of him too. Because being stuck in hospital and being stuck in a bed, I have nothing but time to kill. So I would be messaging Dylan, mind you, who is American, at... All hours of the day. (laughs) I'm the most annoying person to have as a friend. I really am. (sighs) But yes, all in all, my mental state took a massive dive. I'm only just starting to feel better about my mental state now, five weeks on. Well, two weeks on from being in hospital. I mean, five weeks on of my treatment. So, that 
That was an ordeal. Sorry, I need to drink. <laughs> Ooh, nasty. Anyway, let's let's talk about mental health services and how overrun they are. And let's start with America. Because their COVID crisis is far from over. I know this is meant to be mental health, but 90% of it has been COVID. But it's all for a point. Their hospitals are being overrun. So if you have a mental health issue over there that you need to go to hospital for, there is a 95% chance you will be turned away. And if you're going to hospital for a mental health issue, that means it's gotten pretty damn bad and you need medical help. And if they're turning away someone in that state, in that frame of mind that they think they need a medical intervention for their mental health, that's incredibly damaging and could result in loss of life. And that's really upsetting. That's really sad to think about. Now, here in Australia, I don't know about the other countries. England is doing okay. The European Union has bits and pieces of COVID, but I think they're doing okay as well. I think it's probably America that's really struggling at the moment. But let's come back to Australia. Here, our hospitals aren't overrun yet. They aren't. But there's a chance they will be if it keeps getting as bad as it seems to be. And the thing is, if you go into a hospital emergency room and say that you're having thoughts of hurting yourself and potentially ending your own life, yes, they'll admit you. But they'll also take away every single item that they deem you could use to hurt yourself. That includes your phone. That includes your belt, if you're wearing one. Anything that they feel could be used as an instrument to harm yourself, they will take away from you. I mean, you'll get it back on discharge. It's not like they're going to keep it. But they will take it away from you until you've had a psychiatric review and someone's decided that you're fit and healthy enough to go home. You need to bear that in mind. Because for me, having my phone is about the only thing that will keep me sane if I'm in that headspace. So, you know, losing the phone is counterintuitive to keeping my mental state stable. So it's the catch-22 of admitting yourself to emergency with mental health issues. But that being said, if you are in that frame of mind that you are going to do something to yourself that may end up... Um, closing the curtains on your act. I guess that's a nicer way of putting it. I, I don't know. Then you need to seek help. 
And that might be the only place you can go in the current situation. So I can only encourage you to seek help. I can't go around to everybody who's having these thoughts. I can't go around to everyone's house and be like, come on, we're taking you to the hospital now. You, you, you need to. You, you're not doing well. You're struggling really badly. We need to get you to hospital. I, I can't do that. I can only encourage you. Mental health isn't a joking matter, even though I joke about mine frequently, but that's just a coping mechanism. I need to state that again. But mental health isn't a joking matter. It's a very serious and unfortunately quite common illness. And mental health services just aren't up to scratch these days. I mean, you can get counselling. I've had, I've had so much counselling. I've had so much counselling. And honestly, in the moment, sure, maybe it helps. Like, you know, getting something off your chest, that, that is incredibly helpful. But that's in the moment. That's not a lasting, helpful thing. And psychological, like psychiatry, I find does not help at all. Yeah, they'll prescribe you pills, and if you're lucky, the pills will work. But I find them incredibly judgmental. I hate psychiatrists with a passion. Psychologists I seem to get along with because they're there to actually listen and offer insight, that kind of thing. So they're generally nice people. They're generally personable and easy to get along with. Psychiatrists, however, who earn a fuck ton more than psychologists, are just judgmental pieces of shit. I'm yet to find a psychiatrist that I get along with. The only reason I go to my current psychiatrist, who I will say is a complete tool, is just for evaluation and... um, messing with my dosage of my meds. That's the only reason. Otherwise, I would just be like, no, see you later, mate. But unfortunately for mental health medications, you need a psychiatrist, really, to prescribe you the right stuff at the right dose. The GPs can't, which is, you know, doctors. General practitioners. And you can go to your local doctor and be like, I'm, I'm struggling, I, I think I need help, my mental health is not okay. And they'll be like, okay, so any thoughts of harming yourself? Let's hope not. But if there are, then they'll be like, okay, well, you need to see a psychiatrist to, you know, evaluate you. But if you're not, they'll be like, okay, so let's organise some psychology sessions and hopefully that'll help you. Hopefully. I feel like psychology is a short-term fix for a long-term thing. But, look, I digress. I'm sure psychology really helps some people and it's lasting for them. But in my experience, it's not a lasting fix. And I'd like to just say a lot of this is my experience and I'm sure people have had different experiences. So I'm not, I'm not going to 
Yeah. <laughs> so, mental health services need an overhaul. I mean, there's not much you can change about psychology. And, like, there's not much you can change about counselling, is there? Like, that's just going to stay the same. But there's a lot to be fixed with psychiatry. I feel like because they've gone to university and they've got their degree that psychiatrists feel like they're better than everyone else. But again, that's just my opinion. I'm sure that's probably not the case with everyone, but it's definitely the case with some of them. But hey, look, if you need the help, guys, if you need the help, if you are struggling mentally, if your mental health has been ground into the dirt and you feel like there's no way out and you're being crushed by it, please seek help. Get some counselling. Get whatever it is off your chest. In the moment, it's helpful. And maybe it'll help you realise that things aren't as bad as you seem to have made them out to be. And that can be a long-term fix because then you come to realise that, hey, I'm just building this up in my mind. I need to change that. I need to change the way that I perceive whatever's happening to me. And that can be the long-term fix. Sadly, that's never happened with me, but anything's possible. And if you're going to be medicated... Try your best to find a compassionate psychiatrist who you can get along with. Because if you get along with the person who's treating you, I can tell you it is so much easier. It is so much easier. And whatever they prescribe you, And at whatever dosage, I encourage you to do a little research on. But take it. Because in the end, they are the professional. And they've dealt with people with these issues before. And they're prescribing you these meds for a reason. So it's best that you do as they request and you'll find some success in the treatment maybe it's long term maybe it's just a short term and look there are different type of counsellors too that you can go to there are relationship counsellors if that's what your problems are there are also grief counsellors and then there are your standard counsellors there are many many counsellors out there Psychology is a very varied field. So try and find something that is tailored to your needs. It'll be much more helpful. And if you can't, a general psychologist that is just general counselling will be helpful too. It's just generalised. But guys, don't act like your mental health issues is something to be ashamed by. There's a lot of stigma going around that being um, having a mental health issue is just, you know, being crazy. But it's not. 
It's a very serious thing. And seeking help shouldn't be shameful and you shouldn't feel ashamed to be asking for help with your mental health. Really, it's so important to get help for these things. And you're so much better off if you do seek out help. Not just for yourself, but for everyone around you. Nobody likes seeing someone struggle. And your friends and your family do what they can to help you, but they're not professionals. And it'll wear on them too. So seeking professional help, legitimate help from someone who is versed in dealing with these issues is the best thing you can do for yourself and for your friends and family. Don't be ashamed to get help. Get help and be happy with your life. Be happy with what you've become and with what you've done. And be proud of yourself for seeking out help. It's a big step. No one likes asking for help. But sometimes we have to. Anyway, love your faces, guys. This has gone on long enough. I've ranted and raved about COVID. But I think it's time we call it right there. But seek out help, guys. Love your faces. Appreciate all of you. Stay safe. Stay hydrated. Stay fed. And be the best you that you can be.